If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Arab Shabbos to all of you. Can you believe it's the last Shabbos of the year? Where has the time gone? The year just ran by. Here we are. It's almost 5782. Once again, we're going to stand before God Almighty, ask Him for a good and sweet year, and Hashem will grant each and every one of us to be inscribed and sealed for a good and sweet year. Wonderful to be back. I've been away for two weeks, but wonderful to be back, particularly now, the last, well, the last radio show of the Jewish year before we celebrate Rosh Hashanah. And every year before Rosh Hashanah, what do we read on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah? The Parsha of Nitzavim. And we have to understand what is the relationship between the Parsha of Nitzavim and Rosh Hashanah. What is Rosh Hashanah all about? What is Nitzavim all about? How the two come together and deliver a very important and very special message. We stop for a moment and consider as well that this, after all, is the Shabbos before the new month of Tishrei, because Rosh Hashanah is not only the beginning of the year, it's also a new month, the month of Rosh Hashanah. And of course, every Shabbos before we have a new month, it is Shabbos Mevorachim, when we bless the new month. But before Tishrei, before Rosh Hashanah, we don't bless the new month. We ask why. Why is it that 11 months of the year we bless the new month on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah? Whereas when it comes to the month of Tishrei, we don't bless the new month. What is that all about? And how does that connect with Netzavim? How does that connect with Rosh Hashanah? What is all that about? And this is why it's a very special Shabbos, a very special Arab Shabbos. And in fact, yesterday was the 25th of Elul. The 25th of Elul, of course, is the day that God created the world. That's the first day of creation. The first day of creation is not Rosh Hashanah. That's the sixth day of creation when Adam was created, when the first human was created, the first day of creation is the 25th of Elul, today being the second day of creation. All in all, a very special, a very important time, but we have to stop for a moment, consider, analyze what in fact is the interaction and relationship, how all these concepts are woven together, what is this really all about. The Baal Shem Tov taught us that in actual fact, although we ourselves don't bless the new month of Tishrei, it is not Shabbos Mevorchim in that sense of the word, but in the deeper sense of the word, it is Shabbos Mevorchim. And who blesses the month of Tishrei? God himself. Hashem himself blesses the month of Tishrei. And by Hashem blessing the month of Tishrei, this enables each and every one of us to bless the other 11 months of the year. It's not as if Hashem simply blesses the month. But this gives an energy to each and every one of us. This gives an energy to each and every one of us to have the power of blessing for the rest of the year, the other 11 months. And the question is, says the Baal Shem, how does Hashem 
bless the month of Tishrei. We know, we say Mishaberach, we speak about the various things that we want for the new month. How does Hashem actually bless the month of Tishrei and how does He empower each and every one of us to have the strength, to have the energy, the ability, the power to actually bless the other 11 months? And the Baal Shem Tov tells us the way that Hashem blesses the month of Tishrei is with the Parsha of Nitzavim that we always read on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. Atem Nitzavim Hayom, you are all standing today. This is what Hashem says. This is what Hashem declares. This is the blessing that He makes in order to bless the month of Tishrei, to give us the strength, the energy, the ability, the power. This is how He empowers us to bless the another 11 months of the year. The question is, how does he do that? What is the relationship between Atem Nitzabim and blessing the new month of Tishrei? Now, what does it mean to bless? Blessing is not only to, well, shower one with goodness and with greatness. Blessing is giving a sense of strength and power to bring down the divine energy into a situation, into an individual that kind of transforms the reality in which he or she finds themselves and brings about a better state of being. God forbid if someone is ill and a blessing, what a blessing accomplishes is that it brings a dimension of healing into that dimension of what was illness. It transforms the illness into a situation of healing. And this is something that we have to understand. We have to understand what the blessing that Hashem makes is really happening at this particular time. What in fact is the Atem Nitzabim? What is Hashem saying? What is the blessing that he's giving? How does this actually bring about the empowerment of the Jewish people to bless the entire 10 months, 11 months of the year? What is Atem B'Tzavim? When we simply look at the parasha, Atem B'Tzavim speaks about it is the covenant that the Jewish people has made with Hashem and Hashem with the Jewish people throughout the entire book of Devot. When Moshe is speaking to the Jewish people, he's speaking about the relationship, the covenant that we have with God. A covenant that transcends logic, where Hashem says, I have declared you as my people, you have declared me as your God. This is an eternal relationship, an infinite relationship, something that will last forever under, under all circumstances. With all sorts of benefits, with all sorts of consequences. This is a relationship that ultimately binds us together forever and ever in every sense of the word. Atem Vitzavim is a synopsis. It brings it down in short direct language. You are all standing this day. What is this standing today? You're standing today again to make you pass through this, this covenant that you made with Hashem. This covenant that you made with God in order to fulfill your duties in terms of what the covenant is all about. What is a covenant? As we said before. 
The covenant is the bond. The covenant is this incredible relationship that we have with Hashem. This incredible relationship that we have that transcends time and situations. This is something which is permanent and something which is real. And therefore, we have to look at the words of what Moshe is saying. How do we accomplish this? How is this the blessing that God gives the month of Tishrei? What, in fact, is the message in the words of Nitzavim, the various verses of Nitzavim? How is this the blessing and, again, the words that bring about the fulfillment of that covenant? More of that this is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. Now let's take a look at the opening words of the parasha. You are all standing, kulchem, all of you. A term that describes the absolute oneness and unity of the Jewish people. Inclusive, kulchem, all of you. And then it says... It goes on to specify the different types of people within the community of the Jewish people, the heads, the tribes, the elders, the sheriffs, each and every one, the children, the women, the gerim, everyone who's there, from the woodchopper to the water carrier. And one wonders, if in fact, we already said the word kulchem, if in fact Moshe already includes everybody in that term, kulchem, why is it necessary to specify each and every single different grouping from the heads of the tribes all the way to the woodchoppers and to the water carriers? There are two different types of unity. Each one important, each one vital, but very, very different. And it's only when they come together do we see how they complement each other and how they bring about the ultimate true unity. There's one type of unity when people realize the necessity for everyone to be involved, that each and every single individual has a role to play. The leader has something to say. The elder has something to say. The child has something to say. Everyone, men, women, young, old, the woodchopper, the water carrier, each one makes a unique and special contribution to the overall structure of the community, to the overall needs of the community. And this brings about a sense of unity. Everyone recognizes the individual contribution and necessity of each and every single individual. This creates a feeling, a shimung of unity. We all know that we need everyone there so that everyone can participate and everyone can bring their unique ability and talent to the overall good of the community. That's one type of unity. And then there's a different type of unity, and the different type of unity is that it is essential. It has nothing to do with individual talents, with individual abilities, with individual qualities. It is bound up with the very essence of the being of individuals. That we all know, as the Rebbe explains 
in Tanya, the 32nd chapter of Tanya, that the unity of the Jewish people is based upon the fact that we have the same Father and our souls are connected at the very essence of that situation. Now, when we consider that type of unity, that type of unity does not take into consideration individual talents, individual abilities, individual contributions. It's an essential type of unity that is based upon the core reality of oneness that brings us together because we all come from the same source and we're all united at the core of that source. But the Torah says something unique over here. It speaks about the Kulchem, it speaks about the essential unity that comes from the core of our being, it also enumerates the individual qualities of each and every single individual and the contribution, the unique and individual contribution that each and every single individual makes. Why is this so? One would think that if we speak about the core unity, it's no longer necessary to speak about the unity that comes about from the recognition that everyone has a specific united contribution to make. Why mention both? And the answer, of course, as I've often discussed, is because both types of unity are vital. On the one hand, we recognize the individuality of every specific person, that every individual has a unique role to play something that no one else possesses. This individual, from beginning of time until the end of time, has a mission, has a role that no one else has. In general terms, a particular type of quality, a particular type of talent, falls into a particular category, and this is why Torah specifies, from the elders, from the leaders, down to the water carriers, no matter what particular position you might have in society, each and every single individual has an absolutely unique and important role to play without which the community is not complete, it is not fulfilled. We celebrate, we celebrate the contribution and absolute necessity of each and every single individual. Because we recognize the value, we recognize the importance, we recognize the infinite quality of each and every single individual. No one is extra, no one is redundant, no one is there because they just happen to be there. Every single individual has a unique, vital, important role to play that no one else can and no one else will. At the same time, however, no matter how important that type of unity is, it is based upon a logical assessment of what unity is. The importance of each and every single individual, we understand that. The deeper and higher level of unity comes from the core realization that essentially we are all one. We come from one place, we are united as one. And this is something which is important to understand. Both dimensions of unity is what makes us a truly united people. The achdut, the unity of the Jewish people, 
is not only based upon the essence of our souls. Of course it is. But it's also based upon our individual contributions and vice versa. It's not only the necessity that each and every one of us provides and brings to the overall good of the entire community. It's the essence of our being as well. Each one of these unity dimensions brings about the ultimate, the ultimate and truly infinite dimension of absolute unity in the fullest sense of the word. Moshe is speaking to the people and he's saying to them, Atem Nitzavim Hayom. You are standing this day. What does it mean you are standing this day? You are standing this day to again declare your absolute devotion to the bond that you've made with God. How are you going to fulfill that? Not only that, but as mentioned before, this is the way that God blesses the month of Tishrei. Because our sages tell us, Hayom, Atem Nitzavim, Hayom, this day. What is this day? This day is the day of Rosh Hashanah. And what does Hashem say? Atem Nitzavim, Hayom. You are standing upright. You are standing complete. You are standing with an absolute certainty that you will be victorious on that day of judgment. When you stand before the heavenly court and you plead your case for a good and sweet year, Nitzavim, you shall know that you will be standing upright and full. You will be victorious in that great court case before the heavenly court. But how? What happens? What happens is you have to work at the unity of the people. You have to work at the unity on both levels on the level of kulchem, of recognizing, of understanding the essential core unity that binds us together because we come from one place and that is God himself and at the same time to recognize the individual contributions that each and every single person makes. This is what blesses the month of Tishrei and this is what empowers us to bless the entire year. Because the unity of our people brings about the power that enables us to unite with God, to bring about that bridge, to bring about that covenant, to bring about the blessings that we are able to bring into the world on a monthly, regular basis. It's a powerful statement. It's a powerful opening. And this is why it's always read before Rosh Hashanah. It's not only coincidental that this is the way it falls out because this is the way the parashiyot have been structured. Atem Nitzavim, this is the Shabbos Mevarkam. This is the blessing of the new month of Tishrei. The certainty that we will be victorious, that God is telling us, this is the blessing that I am making. This is the gift that I'm giving you. What is the gift that I'm giving you? I am teaching you the two levels of unity, the core level of unity. You're all bound together because you come from me, says God. And also you have to work at recognizing the value of each and every single individual. 
the Avat Yisrael that is absolutely necessary, not merely to say, well, he's a nice guy, she's a nice person, etc., etc., but the recognition that each and every single individual has a specific role to play, without which, without which things are incomplete. Both levels of unity, at the highest and deepest level, and at the most basic level of interaction between everybody. And when we are able to work at that, recognizing those two levels of unity, we come to the greatest combined level of unity, which gives us the power, which gives us the strength to sustain the entire year. This is the blessing that God gives us before Rosh Hashanah. This is the blessing that carries us throughout the entire year. This is the Shabbos Bevarchim before Tishrei. This is why this Parsha is always read. This is Atem Nitzavim Ayom. What is the day? The day of judgment. What is a judgment day? A judgment day is when we present our case. And there are those on this side and this side. There are the prosecutors who attack. And then there are the great advocates who defend. Hashem says, Atem Nitzavim, you are going to be victorious. But I ask you, use the blessing that I give you. And the blessing is recognizing the idea of powerful unity that you possess at your core level and at your most expressed level of developing a sense of true interaction, true interaction between everybody at the highest level. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. What we're talking about is how to, well, develop this recognition of this incredible dimension of unity and to therefore bring about the establishment of the incredible bond that we have with God, the eternal, the eternal and infinite bond and breath that we have with God. But you can argue and say, well, easier said than done. How is it possible for us mere human beings, with all our shortcomings, with all our faults, with all the challenges in life that we have, how is it possible to achieve something so great? This type of unity, this sense of unity, this recognition and understanding of unity, to develop this breath, this covenant with God. Yes, we want the blessing from God. We cherish this blessing from God. We want to have a Shana Tova, a Ketiva V'chatima Tova, to be inscribed and sealed for a good and sweet year. But what God demands from us is so difficult because being Jewish is so difficult. So toward the end of the Parsha, God anticipates this question, this argument, that the Jewish people might well present and listen to what he says. Listen to what Hashem says. He says as follows. This commandment, well, this relationship, this what Hashem asks you to do, to love him, to fulfill the mitzvot, to study his Torah. He says, this what I am asking you to do. It's not remote. Lonely Plato it's not remote, it's not even distant. It's not in heaven that one could say, Who could possibly climb up to heaven in order to accomplish this? 
It's not across the sea that a person can say who can cross the sea and fulfill it and do what has to be done. It is very close to you. It's in your mind. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's something which you can do. Tara says, don't fool yourself into thinking that what Hashem asks you to do is impossible. Or in fact, it's so far away. It's in heaven. It's across the, across the sea. No. It's right within you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. Just do it. You have a mouth. Study the words of Torah. Say the blessings. You have a heart. Develop this relationship. It's something which is doable if you do it. When one doesn't do it, it seems insurmountable. It seems something which is so incredibly difficult to accomplish, to achieve. But once you start doing it, you recognize how close it is to you. We are people with unbelievable abilities and gifts. Hashem gave each and every one of us tremendous, tremendous abilities. Tragically, we don't use them all the time. But we have, and we are able to accomplish extraordinary dimensions of greatness within our lives. This is something that we can do. It is kikarov. Ma'od, it is very, very close to us. All we have to do is do it. And this is one of the great resolutions that we should think about as we approach Rosh Hashanah. What we should think about is to recommit to that which Hashem is asking us to do, to that which Hashem, well, is suggesting that we do. Yes, we are going to approach Him for a good and sweet year, and no question that He will give us a good and sweet year. And now more than ever, each and every one of us, and together all of us, we need that good and sweet year. But at the same time, we must do something for Hashem as well. And if He is giving us an opportunity of fulfilling His commandments, of studying His Torah, and He's making it easy for us, He gave us the words, He gave us the heart, He gave us the mind, He gave us the ability to do it, let's use it. Let's commit to an extra mitzvah. Let's commit to a bit more of Torah study. Let's commit to somehow living our lives a bit more Jewishly. It's a custom, of course, before Rosh Hashanah to make all sorts of resolutions. Let's make those revolutions count in the most Jewish way that we can. That we say, yes, Hashem tells us it's close to us. Let's use that closeness in the most powerful way. And this is the last Shabbos of the year. It's a very short part of it, Zabim. You'll be in shul. It'll be read so quickly. But listen carefully. Take a moment or two and listen to the words. Listen to the words of You are bound up together as one because you come from the very core of my being, says Hashem. 
Yes, you all have individual titles. You all have individual abilities. Rashaykhim, Shiftaykhim, the leaders, tribes, the elders, everyone has a unique role, a unique gift, something that no one else has. Listen to that. Listen to what Hashem is saying. Don't think that it's in the heavens that you have to climb on these huge ladders all the way up to heaven or across the seas. It's right there. It's within you. It is part of you. And listen to what Hashem says. I am giving you this day goodness and life. I'm showing you the opposite as well. You have the ability to choose. You have the ability to choose. Look at these words. Make them your own. Make them real in terms of your own life and you will see the incredible blessing and you will see the incredible goodness. So, first of all, I wish each and every one of you a good Shabbos. I wish each and every one of you a Shana Tova, a good and sweet year. And may this year bring you all that you truly need for good in the fullest sense of the word. May it be a year of goodness, a year of healing, a year of blessing, a year of true enlightenment, a year of true joy. Our heart should overflow with happiness, a sense of unity, a sense of wonderful, wonderful achievement. It's only a couple of days before Rosh Hashanah. Still time to make those resolutions. Listen carefully to the words of the parsha as you hear them, as you hear them, as you learn them, as you make them your own. Good Shabbos and Shana Toba.